0: Welcome to episode 6 of AngelCast with me, Adam Cunis, Me, Alex Lay
1: And me, Matt Hinton uh, uh, Today we've got Kieran Allender joining us hi. for the whole episode
0: Hi guys, how's it going? Hi Kieran, very well, thank you um, We've got our three sections of course uh, Kicking off we're going to be talking about Match We're going to give you the lowdown on the pack for Angel core Which when you're hearing this will only be, what, two weeks away?
1: Yeah Yep Yeah, cool. we'll be going through all of the... Uh, the differences that we've put in with match play and some extra um, the secondary missions secondary objectives realm
0: rules realm spells command abilities list building ideas the concepts behind that stuff and how practically you're going to play the game on the day
2: totally we're then going to move on to narrative where um, i'm going to be interviewing adam kieran and matt regarding the actual tournament itself uh how it was run last year In comparison to this year, improvements and uh, generally how you go about organising a match play event, Uh, and also a little bit of history on the unit, the beautiful unison of two clubs that to become uh, (laughs) to become the Angel. Yeah, oh, please Uh, put the Spice Girls in. You stopped putting music in the edits, and I really like it.
1: Busy and important, Alex. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so in open play, uh, I definitely don't have time to put music into the episodes. <laughs> uh, in open play, we're going to be talking back about D&D. We're joining back into our Curse of Strahd campaign, and we're very lucky to have Kieran joining us, who's going to explain his character Braylon and uh, some of his motivations and character concepts behind, uh, behind joining our D&D group. We're then going to go on to our recent weekend of gaming yeah. uh, and the Temple of Amber, or the Amber Temple, in the in Barovia itself that we managed to do in a big session all in one go Uh, so we're going to go through the story behind that and what actually happened
2: yeah exciting let's go
0: Match Play. This week we're going to be talking about Angel Core, and I'm super excited to hear um, not only from Matt whose voice you'll have heard before on AngelCast but also from Kieran Allender. Hello Kieran. Hi there. Um, who's uh, helping Matt and also co-running the event and Mm -hmm. doing all the the behind-the-scenes stuff um, that doesn't get celebrated enough. Yeah,
1: he's my project manager.
3: Yeah, (laughs) making sure everyone gets fed. (laughs) That's (laughs) There
0: there are more spreadsheets than I've used in my adult life for this two-day event.
3: Do you love a spreadsheet? something, (laughs) Um, Something that can be said about me, at least.
0: Yeah. Um, so Angel Core um, is coming up thick and fast isn't it it's the 6th and 7th of October so it's only going to be in a couple of weeks after you've yeah, got this in your ears three weeks three weeks now. three, weeks, three, weeks, three weeks. weeks out from recording when yeah, you hear this three. Sunday and going forward it'll be two weeks from the event so yeah. I, I've got so much painting to do oh my god <laughs> tweaked the list on the way back from York yesterday.
1: what actually is painted in your list
0: um, a lot a lot of infantry oh yeah all the infantry um, is done Okay, that's no not all of the infantry I'd say sixty percent of the infantry. Okay, Nah, no, you'll be fine.
3: And we do have this year. Most, uh, I think, two of the people who won best alliance last year are coming back. We did have the person who won best chaos, but he dropped out yesterday. Thanks for that, Lewis. Oh, okay. um, oh And
1: George also dropped out. And George out. Uh, also the uh, out. He's he's out. Also wanna, dropped out. So we need, a, we need had, Yeah, we need yeah. to have
3: every single best alliance come back for the second year run. That would nice. Really I
0: got best order, didn't
3: I? Yes, you did Which indeed. Kind
0: of, considering the two Vanguard wings finished ahead of me, but yep. they weren't very nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: no, one of them was borrowed. To be fair, I don't know about the other one. Yeah. Um, also, it's Vanguard wings, so I doubt they got any sports bows. <laughs>
1: exactly oh man, that. I'm so glad that this year we're not going to be like a like a trial field for any horrendous lists. Apart from maybe everyone will be bringing order to Kurness. You
0: say that we are literally a week before the finals at Warhammer World.
1: Yeah, but there's nothing as horrendous as Vanguard Wing out in the meta at the moment we've compared seen, to last yeah. year. We made a no, schedule. but that that's the difference. <laughs> yeah. Like there was there was the big tournament that Jack won with Vanguard Wing just before Angel Core last year. Yeah, and so everyone went, "Oh my god, it must be amazing!" And like four people brought it to Angel Core last year, and, and I was so just a they bit knew how to use it. Yeah, I was just a bit fed up with like people just listing, so I'm well, hoping that when we get the lists, they'll be a bit different. It's kind of
3: unfair, actually, because Ben Murphy was one of the guys who was originally running um, Van Gogh back in the day, actually, so it was actually only Jack, Ben, and then um, someone else joined on the bandwagon. You said back it in Joe? the
1: day.
3: Back in the day. Back
0: <laughs> in was, the
1: mists of yeah. 2017
3: yeah. or
0: 16. Yeah,
1: or, no, like, four weeks before the tournament.
3: Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sure it was much earlier really than because I definitely remember playing him with my with my death army when we did the Southland Legion event, but... He used to run it. Oh, I true. did used to run it. Yeah.
1: Oh, who are you? With only 15 libs. But anyway, not important. Not important <laughs> Let's at go all. through the Angel Core. Yeah, so we're going to have a look
0: uh, in match today at the pack itself uh, and what you can expect. Um, we're also going to be uh, getting lists submitted... A week in advance, so you'll be able to look at those. I think on the Magic Madhouse website, is that right?
1: Yeah, Tim's gonna. Tim at Magic Madhouse is gonna do uh, hosting of the of the lists for us. Um, so once they've been checked, and they will be checked. Um, Doesn't that will, mean that they, they will, will have up at the same
0: time? They will have therefore become net lists, technically.
1: Technically, yes, but will you won't be? be able to change anything. No, it sure. will be so. All lists will be minimal changes to make them legal. Yeah. Same as old 8th edition rules. You, If you're 100 points over, you've got to drop the smallest amount. And ultimately, why did that ever go away? I, I literally don't know.
3: Yeah, it's probably a little bit of laziness on everyone's part, to be honest. Yeah. I think it was quite easy uh, like when AOS first dropped, and well, when actual points first dropped, to just take them on the day. Um, the game was pretty fluid at the time, so I don't think there was too much abuse of that. And yeah. the, the kind of, it was more of a hobby game at that point, right? Everyone who kind of bought in early days was really getting into all aspects, not just the matched aspect. I think that's definitely changing now. And I think tournaments who probably don't do that are missing some hype as well and some kind of PR around it, right? I love yeah. doing stats and seeing all the lists. That's the one of the best things. One of the best things about when we all went to Blood Tide last year was getting all the lists, you know, creating some ridiculous spreadsheets and marking each individual list from there. Yeah, and
1: the old clash stats. I don't think we can do justice to Mo's old like, like full on Twitter. Yeah. Um, what did he used to do? Like, uh, how many? Yeah. Of, how many of how many pink horrors are there going to be? How many of this filth is there going to be? Every day he'd release a new thing. I don't he, have time he, for that. He did <laughs> do that
0: under AOS iOS as well because he he put, did, he did, put yeah, the yeah. shot cap up for me.
3: So there's a lot of shots
0: coming in. Yep.
3: But yeah, I think that's definitely something that will return. I'm certainly going to try and put some stats out for Core as well, awesome. also building something to kind of help with that and make it easier for, for certain people, so yeah, we'll watch this space.
1: Cool. Uh, so in terms of the pack for, for match play, uh, we're 2,000 points, um, and then we've just said that you're going to be using the 12 scenarios that are in the General's Handbook. And we are using realm rules, but we're using a slightly uh, watered down version of them, I guess. I think
3: a sensible, sensible uh, like a, yeah, them. I think
1: a sensible middle ground is probably yeah. I would best. say
0: constrained rather than watered down. The rules aren't watered down; you're just not using all of them. Just of the not time.
1: using any of the. So the idea behind the realm rules at the moment is I've announced the five realms that are going to be used in the event. In the event, not the order that they're going to be played in. Uh, Kieran, what are the realms? Just because you've got the pack in front of you.
3: Um, let me have a quick look. So uh, the realms we're using are uh, Shaish, Aski, uh, Shaman, uh, Gairan, and Haish. Sure.
1: So what you get from
3: those is
1: the... I picked a Realmscape that's going to be sort of a Realmscape feature that's going to be in play for each realm. Again, this is all released. There's going to be a realm spell, and the command ability for the realm is going to be available only if your army is from that realm and so- you're playing it. In-
0: so that's something I really like I think that a lot of the new match play stuff that's come out in AOS 2 uh, particularly with regard to the realms and the stuff in Malign Sorcery is pretty fluffy but certainly abusable um, so just for clarity the realmscape rules are generally effects that are on the table and can affect one or other or both of the armies um, so you may get an extra wound characteristic on your general for example or a hero of your choice uh, and then the spells themselves they're sort of was it six or twelve spells per realm yes but book.
1: we're just using the the singular spell that you get with that realm cool. so and that's in the, the pack yeah that's in the core rulebook whereas the six spells per realm is in malign sorcery so Great. we're just choosing to not use the realm spells that are in malign sorcery just yep. the ones that are in the core book itself cool uh, so that means that there is a bit of a theme to the realm and also my idea behind it was that you had to a lot of people are just picking their realm for absolutely no reason Mm -hmm. at the moment and i wanted to give a little bit more difficult choice in list building if you want the quicksilver whatever it's called doppelganger Doppelganger cloak cloak from from ulgu you will not be able to use a command ability uh, special realm command ability in any of the games because I've announced that we're not playing in August.
3: It's really interesting.
1: Yeah, so you've just got that yep. little bit of extra, <laughs> extra decision making to make when you're doing list building. Yeah. Yes, the command abilities are not horrendous. They're not. I don't think any of them are crazy overpowered. And I've said that you're not allowed to stack any of them. That's mm-hmm. another house rule that I've put mm-hmm. in. Um, but. Is that specific
0: to the realm command abilities? So if a Warsworld command ability yes. is stackable, it's
1: still stackable? Absolutely. It's just the realm command abilities where I've said you can only activate it once per turn. Cool.
0: Yeah. Um, I really like the next bit of the pack, which is 4.16 if you're reading along at home. Firestorm. <laughs> I think the Firestorm book is one of the coolest narrative things that's happened, but it's also very much geared towards... Match play. Um, Listeners of this and or old Hard 6 will know I've been running Hallowheart for a long time, but as Matt quite rightly said, if you're from a particular realm, you should be using artifacts from that realm um, because you're choosing it for a narrative reason. And if you're not, it's a bit abusive. So
3: I've been doing that.
0: I've been running Ulgu with the doppelganger cloak and the dimensional blade on two dragons for ultra filth, but also been a city of Hallowheart, which is in Akshi, which is not Ulgu.
1: And I actually think that is explicitly breaking the rules. The Firestorm rules says that you can be from yeah. the city, and the realm spells say in order to be to in order to get the artifacts, your army also has to be from the realm. Yeah, now we do know what realm each of these cities are in, so I think you're. It's just yeah. in the. It's not in the narrative rules. It's not in anything else. It's in the match play actual rules.
0: Yeah, and I I agree at this point. I'm I've I've run it previously, and the kind of general feeling on the ground in early Age of Sigmar two events was. You could have gone to the realm and got the artifact, but actually, having reread it, having had that conversation with you, it does say from the realm, yeah. and it, so I it's think exactly that's exactly the though. same
1: wording for both. Yes. I think
3: when it landed, it was a little bit like Eighth Edition Magic, uh, Magic items, right? Everyone was like, "Oh, it's free reign. Let's just grab everything. We'll be from yeah. everywhere and everywhere at once." Um, so I think this is a nice way of kind of maybe capturing what they're aiming. I don't know. Uh, let's see how it goes. I
1: just prefer more more tactical decision-making while writing lists. More choices, more hard choices to make is always a good thing, right? Yeah. Nobody can complain about that. Yeah, So it's, it's
0: certainly forced me to pare down what I am and aren't taking in my Living City list, which is from Firestorm. Um, yeah, sure. I've had some pretty hard decisions to make around that, because ultimately the artifacts that are in Giran don't quite work as well with the stuff in my army as it would if it was another realm but then I wouldn't get my allegiance
1: ability, so it's a trade off exactly more trade offs are good so I think the other the other major difference between our pack and a lot of other packs that are out at the moment is the secondary missions that I've added this is a big change compared to last year yeah Uh, so last year we had secondary missions in the sort of The normal kind of way where you have five secondary missions and you're trying to achieve one of them and it sort of swings the result from let's say a draw up to a minor win if i got mine and kieran didn't get Mm his, yes
3: Uh,
1: however and then i had some extra emergency objectives those have also they were just so that games carried on this year i've gone for a very different system uh this is where effectively at the end of the game there are a number of different Uh, ways in which you can get bonus points and this is all to do with how well you've sort of played the game most of the points come from the major so 30 points are for winning the major objective I think uh, 20 for a minor win which is based on VPs 15 draw 10 minor loss 0 major loss then there are 20 points that are just always available for each of the players so if you cap you could potentially get 50 in a round so every round is going to be out of 50 yeah wow yeah and even if you get a major loss you can still nearly pull that well you can actually pull it to above a draw right yeah technically you could get 20 points and a major loss and somebody else could get a draw and get none of their secondaries and you'd technically be doing considerably better than
0: yeah i mean in my experience in the one practice game i've had so far of angel core comp
1: um I
0: just got steamrolled. Yeah,
1: but that
0: makes a difference G- compared to somebody who just won points. a major loss. Yeah,
1: uh, a major win, sorry, and and somebody who steamrolled. Somebody. Yeah, I right. Think so there should be a bit of a difference. Then. Yeah.
0: Having said steamrolled, Andy managed to take forty-four points in our game, which obviously is a major win. But he was still, I guess, um, six points short of capping. Um, so that's going to create some diversity in terms of pairing for future rounds, if nothing else.
1: Yeah. So, so the way that you get these extra points, uh, there's always a max that are available, and I've always said that summoned units do not count towards anything here. So if you kill summon stuff, or if you uh, raise your own summon stuff, it's just effectively completely ignored for secondary missions. Cool. So the first one is uh, one point per battle line unit that's alive at the end of the game. Cool. Cool. Uh, so this is just good for I guess anything that has robust battle line stuff, and you're not just sort of taking minimum units of five liberators or whatever yeah. to fill it out.
0: And it gives you a choice, doesn't it? You know, you might be using ten cheap battle line as a buffer or a, a roadblock, and actually, yep. <laughs> that decision, if you're already losing the game,
1: is costing you an it's extra costing you a point.
0: point. So yep. do
1: you keep them safe? Yep. Uh, one point per wizard or hero with an artifact that you have alive at the end of the game maximum sure. of two so that's because a load of them are now scoring mm-hmm. um, two points if you just keep your little wizard alive at the back or again it's a benefit to big wizards so, or big heroes yeah. with artifacts necromancer with hat standing next to 40 skeletons is going to do quite well there yep he's going to be do fine uh, one point Shaving per table Shaving square ball, yeah. which is two foot by two foot yep that you have a unit in so max six presumably max six yep so and uh, yeah I've still got six units and I've spread them all around the board, yeah. I get six points. So that's where that
0: shares out between the players, so it's six yeah. between them.
1: Yeah, but you could both have a unit in every single square and they both get six points. It's not. Majority oh, right, units. okay. Yeah. It is just if you have a unit in that square, yeah, you get a point. Uh, it's not majority units in that. Right, one. I see. So it is easier to get than you think it is. You don't have to have more units than your opponents or more models than your opponents. Majority models in the pack is just because if I split my unit in between two different segments, then the one it's in, then the one it has majority in. If it's got equal, then you just have to pick one. Sure. And you pick the one that's obviously better for you. I don't.
0: So you can't daisy chain your unit across all six by doing a a, a figure of eight across the. So if I have
1: my unit of thirty liberators and sixteen of them are in one of the squares and fourteen are in another. I only score that one. So,
3: Donor wouldn't be very good at this comp pack at this point. It's his good job he's not coming. Yeah,
1: he'd be <laughs> dreadful. Has it been specifically
0: written to stop Donal?
3: Even, <laughs> even though he's not coming.
1: Yeah, as long as you've got six units. Like, every army should start with six units, right? At least. Um. Um, and three units of. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, like the dragons probably. The dragons don't. Only just have six units. Yeah. Like the battle line, three dragons then i've given Done. 1. Yeah. Point per whole 450 points of an enemy army that you kill. Yeah. 450 because a lot of people are now starting with command points. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Like so uh, very few people are now going to start with less than 1900, mm-hmm. i think. Might be true, but i don't want to like have somebody come up against a 1950 army and not be it, like physically be unable to get 20. Yeah, yeah
3: i yeah. think that's a good call. Yeah. I think that's a good call, and it's it's relative relative to what's actually happening right now with the list as well.
0: Yeah. What if I just run a grot shaman and three units of ten
1: grots? Then you will lose all of your games. Yeah, but they won't. <laughs> they won't, they won't they get won't those points from me, will that they? That very specific small amount of. So I'll just be
0: spoiling yes. exactly five people's chances
1: of podiuming. I don't think you need fifty in every single game. That's the beauty of this. Yeah, yeah you know, no, That's that's what I'm doing this for uh so then we're going on to stuff that you kill so you get one point per enemy hero that is not their general that you kill a maximum of two yeah and then you get one point for killing the enemy general fairly standard and then i had two spare uh like secondary points because i wanted it to be 20 yeah and we had a bit of a (laughs) chat at angel core the angel club sorry yeah and uh can't remember who suggested it it might have been andy but it's I really really like it, and it's at the end of the game, you can have one point per spare command point you have left. <laughs> yeah, that's up to good. a maximum of two
3: points. I so. really struggle on that one, constantly trying to bring those skeletons back.
1: Yeah. So people that sort of need it in order to to win the major or to guarantee any of these other secondaries will not be getting an extra load of tournament points from. And I think it's a hard one to get. admittedly. Yeah. But I think it's again gives people some interesting decisions to make in the game
0: yeah I mean um, in the game I played against Andy we both got command point ones back at the end so we, we, we got the secondary points
1: for those cool yeah yeah nice so uh, Adam you're playing in the event what do you what do you think of the secondary missions
0: um, I'm glad I'm play testing it but we're a few weeks out and we're talking mm-hmm. about it now so I mean I like to play test before any event yeah um, I prefer to go to events with secondary objectives and find that um, I'm usually better at secondary objectives than I am at majors. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, it, it's, it suits me and it suits the sort of army that I'm, I'm looking at. And um, I think anything that encourages um, going to five rounds of actually at least saying, oh, well, this is what's going to happen rather than I've won, it's turn three, let's go away is better. I, yep. You know, I'm paying however much money and Angel call's is cheap. I mean, largely because I'm a 10 minute walk away from the venue, but it's, you know, you're also charged letting people bring in food rather than have to order food. So, like, it's a cheap weekend for me, but I'm paying money to be there for two days. I don't want a situation like when I was at certain events. Well, let's name it Heat 3, where <laughs> yeah, game one basically the guy talked through all the announcements and then he had a one drop caradron army. I got shot off within 10 minutes and then had four and a half hours to wait until round two with nothing to do, having paid £65 for a ticket. Because everybody else is playing, right? Yeah, it's atrocious. So you can't
1: just go around talking to people. Yeah, Yeah. so
0: you've got to make stuff go to at least round four, and with these objectives encouraging you to have stuff to do in the final Mm rounds, and make sure you're getting points and denying people stuff as well. Mm -hmm. You know, against Andy the other day, I spent a command point to keep my last one Wildwood Ranger of 20 alive, (laughs) <laughs>
1: and ran him
0: away and Andy right. was so annoyed because he was chasing him and chasing him and chasing him he just couldn't get him because of the way the priorities went so it means that those priority roles still matter even if you've lost the major, which I did on turn 3 um, you still got to play I still had l- I still so, and I had yeah, Denial more, to huh? play for yep. and then it you're telling a story actually I had some quite heroic sort of single miniatures like yeah, exactly. Dying about doing stuff I killed a couple of bat swarms took out some direwolves because there's stuff in the way to escape so you're throwing mm-hmm. like yeah, it was much more fun for me as a game, and you know, Andy already won, so if it was annoying
3: for him, I don't care. And I think it's, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where kill points is often obviously the the next best thing, but um, if you're getting steamrolled anyway, it's never really going to help. No. And I had a similar experience at LGT where I had a great first game, even though it was against Zench at the time. Uh, I managed to to win that game, but every other game after that, I just got absolutely steamrolled. And there was nothing else to play for, and I was just standing around for most of the time. Yeah and the t- tournament was, was was really good fun but that was really uh, really not fun at all and in my experience of having
0: actually played a lot of matched in AOS 2 the games can be over super quick yes. like the power level has gone up <laughs> mm-hmm. we've said that yeah, before yeah. and um, those quick games or those movement based objective mm-hmm. games certainly yeah. might not be tabled but mm-hmm. people being able to burn a lot of objectives we talked about um, Better Part of Valor last week um, yeah. and Scorched Earth you can get caught out by nasty mm-hmm. lists but yeah. if those lists expend all of that and then are unable to do the other stuff mm-hmm. or they have to expose their characters to do that. You're getting two, three, four points back because they've overexposed themselves to win the major. Um, yeah. and I think that's a fair trade off tactically for if I'm going to charge the light brigade in, then lose all my stuff. I should be penalized for throwing away, like for my order draconis army, mm-hmm. last event I went to the dragon general didn't survive a single game.
3: Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I an mean,
0: okay actually, um, pillage was running secondaries and that was one that I just didn't get, which is yeah. keep the general alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every game I was giving kill the general to my opponent as yeah, well. And exactly. it just it just
3: makes it a more interesting tactical game. Yep. I think you've got to have something for everyone as well in the event. I mean we only run a small event, but you you know, we, we always want to run an event like we'd like to attend and it's certainly something a pack that I'd like to put into war it just gives you much more in the game and hopefully just carries on through to that, that fifth round more often. In my
0: experience of playing in Angel Core last year when secondaries, and in fact, the emergency objectives were such a big thing mm-hmm. as well, we've got some um, relatively new players coming to Angel mm-hmm. Core, relatively inexperienced players coming to Angel Core. We've also got some hardened tournament gamers Definitely coming mixed. to Angel Core. Yep. But my experience of my games, but also walking around the room and hearing mm-hmm. other people's games, um, particularly, for example, when Seb played with a really weird mixed order list, it was just the spare stuff that I had. Mm-hmm. He did really well, because he was like quite happy to go, oh, I don't know the game very well, but I'm mm. going to go for that. I'm going to do this. And I heard people who were steamrolling their opponents go, well, don't give up, because you've still got these five things that you can play for. And, and Jack was is always really good about saying that to yeah. people. Um, I'm mm-hmm. certain Darren will be and stuff like that as yeah. well Tom's always up for a good game Like the harder gamers that are there are going to go yeah I want a hard game and that means if you have a possibility to take points away from me mm-hmm. I want you to go for them so I can stop you 100% um, and I think it just keeps it all much more of a conversation rather than yeah. my stuff takes your stuff off
1: mm-hmm. well I'm glad I'm glad you guys have said that because those were the main like reasons that I went for this thing first thing was making sure that everybody gets to play 25 yeah. rounds of Age of Sigmar over the weekend yes. and the second thing was to make as best time out of that as I could for the hardcore players as well, so make them have to make difficult choices throughout the games based on getting more yeah. of these points.
0: But if you've won this event you're going to have had to have done yeah, it a exactly. lot tactically, <laughs> and a lot more than I've burnt six objectives turn one
1: Yep, yeah I would hope so yeah that's my entire plan uh, so I don't know if there's any if there's anything else massively, massively different to to other uh, to other major packs around at the moment. Um,
0: I mean, something to say about the event, of course. We've got additional gaming going on. Uh, Magic Madhouse is a venue. Um, there's loads of stuff going on in the evening. We're going to have some drink deals on, which probably haven't been one hundred percent confirmed yet. But yeah, um, there's board gaming. We can be playing Spire, Blood Bowl, Champions. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, one of the main reasons we we set up angel core in the first place is um we had a brand new venue in in east london pop up it was kind of mixed um mixed kind of media space in some respects there was gaming there was uh, pc gaming there was a whole like a suite of alien work pcs with uh, overwatch and all these yep. uh, lovely pc games um, and that was certainly kind of my background coming from that space before i came into uh, kind of got back into warhammer again yeah um so i was really really keen um as kind of more the behind the scenes project manager part of the TO team uh, to like make sure everyone was enjoying the additional facilities as well yeah Um. I mean this year um, sadly the company who were there before have, have bowed out so the computer gaming isn't there but the board game library is still there so there's still you know 100 plus different board games there's lots of space for, for multiple different games as well And uh, the new the the shop, if you were at Angel Call last year, the shop there has now taken over the entire venue. And both of the, the guys who run that are amazing people, uh, put on some really interesting drinks deals, uh, which will I'm sure will be all over Twitter when uh, when the event is, is actually up and running. So it's really good to kind of be involved with those and, and do some additional things on the evenings as well. Yep. Yeah.
0: And and for me, like, I'm, I'm not running the event, right? I get to play in it. But the kind of, the attraction for me would be that just telling people how good our club is.
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like
0: Angel's been running for a long time, we had a previous venue in a pub which was great for us, but mm-hmm. it's so sociable now. Like, mm-hmm. There's people will come down and do some painting while people are playing games, mm-hmm. and that kind of atmosphere of just being sociable and having a good time, mm-hmm. and there's some competitive gaming going on, <laughs> is very much how I felt Angel Core was last year, and I think particularly this year with uh, slightly increased numbers, mm-hmm. and also not in the coldest room in all of the world. Yeah, we have curtains um, this year. We have curtains <laughs> and we're in the front room which actually has some kind of vague heating and insulation. We're also a month earlier in the yep. year. Yep. That helps.
1: Well, so I mean we're going to go through a lot of the a lot of the reasons and what we're going to do in running the in running the event itself from a TO's perspective in the next segment. So, uh, just quickly back on back on to match play. Yeah. I think predictions. Predictions for the event. Mr. Adam, do you think you're going to win it?
0: I will be really happy if I win two games.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Do not think um, the Living City's got enough practice, or you don't think it's the right pack for it? or I think the pack is going to help it. Okay. I think I'm pretty
0: excited about the secondaries. Um, I think in terms of finishing in the top half, it's the secondaries that are going to help me out there. Yep. Um, I've obviously got experience with the primaries and with the scenarios, but as you're running 12, it's a while since I've played those first general's handbook mm. ones, yeah. and they've had some tweaks. So to revisit six scenarios that I've not played in a couple of years, it's going to take some thinking and some stuff on the day. Sure. I've also got to paint the army. So in terms of practicing, So you think limited. two wins
1: and a good showing on the secondaries to bring you up to mid to, to halfway I will be, through yeah. or
0: just above? I will be happy with... I'll be very happy with two wins. I'll be ecstatic with top half. I'll be on the podcast afterwards and be crying that I didn't win five games probably. <laughs> yep. um, I reckon we've got some pretty strong... Forerunners. runners um, we've yeah. got um, I think
1: like which allegiance is going to win it first uh, order I think it's order order's going to win I think, I think depending on right.
3: what Darren brings I'm not sure what he's planning Darren's on bringing Darren's bringing corn is he bringing corn
1: yeah most likely okay so. sorry
3: Darren I've spoiled that a week before the list well in, I mean
1: he could bring anything right he could yeah. bring magma dragons now
3: he's, he's going to hate you for that as well yeah. <laughs> Oh, what's up later? You so. won't mind. Um, cool. <laughs> uh, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know what Mark Wilson's bringing as well. He can. He can definitely get up there sometimes, depending on on what he's running. Um, yeah. That Java Slave list he was running with all the Chaos Twelve cannons is absolutely yeah, horrendous. Um, We've got Ben Murphy,
0: Jack Armstrong, <laughs> yeah. Tom yeah. Loin unbeaten with Battlesheep in AOS two. Yeah. Uh, are the Battlesheep coming? Tom Loin is coming. So therefore, probably, probably probably He's
1: bringing his crutch. And to put it this way, he hasn't
0: commissioned me to pay another AOS army for that it. I think true. that gives it away already, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't not. Um, so, you know, But as
3: well, like Steve Curtis playing Def, he got Best yeah, Def last yeah. year. He's got, told me adamantly that he's going to get Best Def again this year. I got he's going to make sure super, of it. I super,
0: super, super lucky to beat him Game 5 last yeah. year. Like It was to the wound mm-hmm. to beat him on a primary objective by one. Yeah. It was obscene. I got super lucky. He was really, really strong. Um, yeah.
3: It was really interesting last year because it's quite a fun community story. You know, you just kind of randomly meet people at events. Um, we were playing at Blood and Glory, which was only like a couple of weeks before Angel Core, and I was actually doing for all right at Blood and Glory with Death. Um, and on the I was table high up in table four, table four. Yeah. Um, and so round four in the higher tables, and Steve was the one who ended up winning that round and going up and being. Uh, going against I think he was against um, he was heading off against Rustfield for top def he eventually won it and I went over and said hello and, and basically said he's from Harlow which actually is really not that far away from where we are so, that's where Alex is from yeah I didn't realise how close it was so he was pretty much down and I think this, this time round he won best death. Yeah. and this time round, I think he's brought like five extra people so that's a really good showing from Steve so.
0: yeah that's great I think also not to discount club members um, I've played against Andy's list he's not going to have had a lot of practice with it but it is strong in death. Yep. Um, Simon is probably going to end up going to the Masters Simon yep. Um so I absolutely very wouldn't very count very so him out list, um, and it? he's been jumping th- between different systems which he's been saying today and WhatsApp is probably going to hold him back but I reckon mm-hmm. it's going to mean that he's got the right mindset to really take in the secondaries on the fly mm-hmm. um, and
1: uh, you've Ben
3: Sabra as well don't look yeah. Ben sneaked oh, in there really at the last strong moment. Field, yeah, man. it's closer um, to Felix going to be happy with two there's wins. There's
1: a set of like 10 people that definitely could take it. <laughs> yeah. For me, I think Jack is so good at secondaries. Yeah. yeah. that I think he's going to be hard to hard to beat in yeah. this, I'm in gonna the shoot total. Him off. He's going to have so many he might not win all five, but I think he's going to get so close to 20 in every game. Sure. that he's just going to jump ahead a little bit. Yeah. That's just my that's my prediction and We'll see yeah. if I'm proved right. Yeah, I don't think you can ever count Owen out either. Yeah, and I was about to say the, that.
3: Depends what he's bringing, right? Yeah, he's had a I lot think, of
1: best in death over mm-hmm. the years. I don't so. know Owen or Simon for best angel.
0: Best Is in that angel. An actual prize could be because it should be.
1: Oh yeah, we did well, well. We'll mention the the prizes and things like that in the next in the next segment on mm-hmm. how to run a tournament. But I think we should we should sign this off and go to a short break before we uh, discuss some narrative play.
2: In the narrative segment, as you can hear, I'm here. Hey, Alex. Hi, you're right. Um, I just stepped out for a match, so you could all have a damn good natter about the pack. But I and thought so you can
0: drink loads of coffee. I
2: did. I'm going to be off my tits in about 15 <laughs> minutes.
1: You're so. a match play player now. I am. I'm I match. Like, do you know what? events.
2: I'm booked in for three match play events Woo! next year. I yeah, know <laughs> No narrative world. events. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I I can feel the metamorphosis. Anyway. Um, Angelcore, yeah, bros. So, yep. um, I thought I'd conduct a little bit of an interview with you guys to cool. talk about the more um, intricacies of running a tournament. So, we spoke mm-hmm. about running at narrative events last week, so or last time I should say. So, this time it feels absolutely appropriate mm-hmm. to talk about running match play events. So, yeah. um, why did you start Angelcore, Kieran and Matt? The story behind it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly
3: the story. But how did it come about? So I think the really interesting thing about Angel Core is it's um, it's kind of another metamorphosis from the club to an actual tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we've been very lucky at. Uh, I mean, I'm one of the newer Angel Angel members. Uh, well, it's Angel
0: Core, right?
3: And you were in Core Hammer. I was in Core Hammer. is still going. It's on its last dying year. It's kind of having its <laughs> last bow, like doing some final few things. But yeah, it's definitely more on the Angel side now uh, this year. Uh, and really what's happened is we find ourselves in a weird place where everyone seems to live around the venue where we all, or we all actually play Warhammer, and that what is very exact. unusual uh, down at Magic Madhouse. That's very unusual for London. Everyone usually comes from absolutely everywhere, but uh, we all seem to live within a couple of mile radius now. Which yeah, is... I'm actually moving back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah Alex, Alex, when I first met him, very much lived in East London, uh, and uh, yeah. then he and Sarah left to Peckham, and um, it's a very nice flat, but...
2: But there's no uh, immediate, immediately available wargaming venue. Well, not within a
1: 15
2: minute walk. No, right. and you need an hour and a half tube ride. So
1: <laughs> they, do they actually advertise that Magic Madhouse is really close when you buy flats at the Halo? Yeah, Halo's got a special yeah. deal. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, they absolutely makes, should have a refer sense. a
2: friend scheme there for Magic <laughs> Madhouse. Like, anyway, sorry, I digress. But yeah, so, so, like,
3: so basically, well, we were looking around for, um, well, I was pressing the ground for, for new gaming areas, uh, especially in East London where I just moved, and the the guys here were at a pub. Um, and yeah. then you had a bit of a haters hi- for a little bit. You, you just kind of went quiet for a while, right? And Oh, from the Toffee Maker. Um,
1: yeah, they kept overbooking us, so mm-hmm. having birthday parties instead of us, which makes sense because they make money out of those yeah. and they don't make a huge amount of money out of four. And they were great, the guys there.
0: Yeah, in terms of Angel as a club as well, we went through a bit of a shift into AOS. Mm-hmm. Um, people, mm-hmm. not only because of the game itself, but I think people getting different jobs and responsibilities mm-hmm. and... The Angel venue itself, as you suggested, not mm-hmm. being geographically as convenient for yeah. the players who used to go to the Angel Games Workshop run mm-hmm. by Matt Flynn. Um, so not not only were some people playing 9th, some people playing 40K, some mm-hmm. people going more into role-playing stuff, but we were um, also shifting the nights of the week. I think we had a Tuesday booking with the pub, mm-hmm. and that initially had suited everybody for mm-hmm. a few years. But mm-hmm. actually, as people changed, that night wasn't quite working, or at least it wasn't in Angel. So we just started playing... Well, I mean, I played at Matt's a lot yep. um, and playing, you know, more and more people had sort of realms of battle at home so for a while the club was a WhatsApp group and people mm-hmm. playing at different
1: people's houses. It was mm-hmm. so great when me and Amit had like three tables <laughs> set up in our flat. Yeah. <laughs> you had to go under the table to get to I mean, the was side. ridiculous. Didn't um, you,
2: did you also have a starving
3: Adam sleeping in said flat painting your models for me? I think me? he was I wasn't understand. starving because so I was painting their models. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that that, that was kind of where the, the club was at and I was kind of uh, kind of a bit out of the group but I was trying to get some games every now and again and basically I think I got a little lazier and managed to find a venue nearby that luckily just opened that was doing kind of uh, board games and they were doing PC gaming etc um, so I was really interested in getting them there so basically on the opening night I, I basically took my wife straight there you know, got the owner and was like, Oh, I can bring uh, like 12 people here weekly. Uh, can, can we start next week? And he was like, was, was Sure. Your wife, was your
2: wife instrumental in this or was she literally dragged? <laughs> no, she was pretty good actually.
3: She was pretty good. She She's got, a very good negotiator. I met her. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think she tried to get business out of she you and Donald about that it was, uh, it was quite interesting. Um, but yeah, so we basically went in, sorted this out, and then I basically just started promoting it to you guys, saying, Come down to the venue. And, and since then, we've been going strong now for nearly like a year and a half, if not longer. Well, to two. Two, yeah. yeah it's, yeah, two it's, it's crazy yeah. how right. consistent we've been as well and consistency especially in london is difficult yeah um, mm-hmm. and, and they even with war games even more difficult so mm. i think that was the crux of it the first year we were trying to kind of show off what a great venue we have i mean it's a little bit geographically uh um not the best located because yeah. it, it looks initially like it's in the middle of nowhere, but actually it's only like five, ten minutes. From yeah, that the it. station. I think yeah. we need to big up the, the, the how easy it actually is when you it's know the so transport. Yeah, because yeah. there's a DLR station and there's an overground station very close by. So once you get that, you then get all the benefits of the, the huge space that we got, you know, in like an old warehouse building with, um, you know, tons of table space. And so that's really what we wanted to do. We wanted to show off the venue. Um, so that's really why it all, all kind of started went, and, and that was it. So we got Matt involved. With them. Um, yeah, and I've been looking
1: at running running events under the Ageal name for a while, and looking at looking at other places in London. But there's, there was never a place that sort of uh, hit hit what I wanted in a venue. Mm-hmm. They were always not knowledgeable, or not enough space, or you know those kind of things.
3: And I previously done done some stuff at Darksphere uh, for the Core Hammer years, but that was back in eighth edition, and and that kind of crew definitely stopped playing uh, when AOS came over. Cool. So off the back of that. You, we've got a venue
2: we've got a, a newly founded club more or less out yep. of the basis of two previous clubs yeah and you decide we're going to run a match play um aos tournament what's next what's the next step so you've got a venue more or less that i so i know that's always the critical thing in people's mind but what yeah. what's next
1: well, i think we just sort of we went by uh by mo's logic which is run the tournament that you would want to play in cool and so we look at all the things that we like about other tournaments and we look at what we don't like and we want to improve on. And for me, it was about having the, having the full atmosphere of a full weekend. So I knew I wanted to run a two-day event despite the number of players. I knew we couldn't fit a huge number into any of the venues we have, but it was still, I didn't want to run just a one day to start with. I wanted the full weekend.
2: Is that a curse of London because a venue is available or is that just it's kinda of that, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So we we could never run a hundred and odd player event no. easily. Someone did try recently, that we have. But that's a different story. Yeah. Uh um, yeah, well, fine. Yeah it's just yeah, a different tournament excellent. to what we're doing. Um yeah and then important to me was to make sure that we had like the best food available in London I think we cert- uh, in any tournament and I think we certainly did that last year and we're really going to try and Man, try no and match that again frumble. this year oh my God. Yep. one of the benefits okay.
3: we had last year is we actually had a kitchen in the premises but the, the, the previous business is now gone yeah. um, so this year we've had a bit more trouble but I've, I've kind of been talking to a lot of uh, local restaurants we managed to sort out some pretty good food this year as well I mean, for Hattney, the same price last year I mean Hackney Wick has an
2: excellent range of very independent and very good looking food. So mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. Is that, is that what you've, the
3: road you've gone down? Exactly there, right. Yeah, we've got so. um, a local sourdough pizza place and we have got a, a, bur- a burrito um, from. It's not less locals from Tortilla, but they're amazing. So. Yeah, <laughs> um, good, yeah, it's <laughs> so good.
1: So it won't be your subway platters or your school dinners that yeah. you get at other events, which I've not been so pleased with. Yeah, and what I like about that as well,
0: I mean, food's a difficult thing to get right at a tournament. Mm. Um, I think, you know, Realms of War does it particularly well. Um, just at by least with extra snacking style. stuff on the day and just by actually making some effort and thinking about what people are going to need mm.
2: Um, yep. exactly. and, water. um <laughs> yeah water <laughs> being,
0: being a key component there but yeah. um, what I like about what you guys have done with the pack is that you've kept the ticket price low and food's an option.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Food in London's expensive, right? Yeah. But also there's a supermarket not so far away, you've got Westfield, you've got Pret. Mm-hmm. Yep. You could spend a minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Or you can go, it's a tournament weekend, I'm gonna spend what I'd usually spend and I'm gonna have some really good food. But the ticket, the initial buy in to actually come to the event mm-hmm. is lower than it, any two day event I've been to exactly. since probably ill blood. Yeah. We're just exactly, very yeah. we're very the open
1: about yeah. the about the <laughs> cost of the food in the pack. Yeah. Like yeah. it is just straight down there. split here's how much food costs here's how much actual gaming costs yeah. do what you want with it I think. Okay. yeah and I think like that's important
3: some people think you know it's only 20 pounds it's 10 pound a day like um it's one of those that sometimes people feel that's a bit expensive so I was, we we're just very open with it look if you want to get in on it i'm going to make sure it's great food um so opt in and i'll, I'll sort everything else out but it's your choice
0: i suppose that is the benefit over having that wonderful kitchen last year mm-hmm. is there is then much more, your more choice. choice as a player. Yeah. Whereas last year it would have been difficult for us to convince the venues let's bring in our own food because in the kitchen, all. exactly. Yeah. This year it's like, well, there's good food nearby but you can bring your own mm-hmm. and the venue's not gonna get upset about that because mm-hmm. they're just gonna sell us loads of
1: booze. Yeah, yeah. that's the plan.
2: So that so very much a focus on food there. But uh, also, <laughs> it's uh, an important part. Is, All I've been focused on no, for the last four eight hours. Yeah, I like completely, getting agree. Orders I off, completely so. agree, and you've also just had a really good chat, um, you know, with the listeners about the pack itself. So I think they're quite clear on on the you know on the rules element of that. I but from, so. a, from a more general perspective. You said you want to, you know, go to. The, you, you basically want to run the tournament that you'd love to go to. Yep. So when you first sit down with a laptop and a blank um, Word document, and you're like, Excel I'm good, or Excel spreadsheet, so LaTeX document actually. Oh my god! <laughs> even even I'm confused with that. Uh, I hate techie people. <laughs> uh, play Warhammer because it's easy. It's not to understand it's not. in terms of not being computer based. Um, anyway, um, so you're sitting down with with that blank document of some description from whatever format or you know Thanks, provider you prefer. Um, and you start putting pen to paper what what are you thinking where do you start do you start with the rules or do you start with
1: um, no I start yeah. with I start with what I would want to do in an event which I think as we went through and matched is make sure that you play 25 rounds of a tournament and right. so your secondary missions are absolutely vital Yeah, I think a load of us are starting to make the decision that I mean I've certainly done for quite a while now which is if a tournament doesn't have secondary missions I'm not going I'm not paying my money for that
2: we've said that quite clearly on a number of episodes haven't we So. so
1: I mean and I would even go as far as to say if I feel it's really likely that I'm going to play one or two rounds of some of my rounds at that at that event then I'm also not going to go okay so I've just written a pack that makes sure that no matter what the skill difference between the two players they're going to be able to both get five rounds of a game that is interesting to them
3: totally yeah totally. Mm-hmm. for sure i think that's is super important as well and you know as much as um we've got a great venue as well like you don't want just people walking around doing absolutely nothing for, sure. for hours on end Like you want them to be enjoying the time the whole time of the year. but i think the place that you need to start
1: is how many players can we actually fit yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is which is what we had to count a lot this year we were we were umming as to how many people you can actually fit properly and how much uh, would be too
3: much so have you expanded on last year is it the same table count so we've actually got um, we've got about the same table count as last year um, yep. previously there was a, an another hall basically the the venue that we've got ha- has actually got lots of additional space uh, but this year all that additional space was hired out via another company so um, there was no kind of plans to expand into that space however this year we're in the main room whereas mm-hmm. previously there was loads of computer games there was uh, like Tekken, Street Fighter, everything taking up all the space. Now it's a fully functioning... Um... People play games on computers? Yeah, they play computer games. It's wow. quite fun. Um, so now it's actually a fully functioning kind of game of paradise for wargaming and board games. And that's what kind of Magic Madhouse the Shop has, has turned it into. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're really, really keen to, uh, you know, it puts out the entire venue for, for two whole days now. So perfect. Um, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Mm. Um, so what's
0: the max we can have it in 24
1: yeah, twenty four is what we decided would be comfortable in the room. We don't. We could cram in more people, mm-hmm. but we want to make sure that everybody has the space. Sure. Yeah. And
3: the the venue uh, was on the exact same wavelength for that as well. We went back and forth about how much additional yeah. space we can, and they just want to put on the the same level, you know, premium event as we can. Totally. Uh, for you know, it's just it's a bit of a small crowd, but it's a good be, word. It's a good yeah. word, premium. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that's what we That's what we're really trying to do here. Ooh. We're not trying to cram more people onto a Ryanair tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. The provide, I'm really the glad about that decision we made <laughs> <laughs> I, love the word. I love the word. I nearly booked business class. But oh my I, god, I didn't. It, it wasn't actually, no, it was actually not much more. But I was just short flights to Northern Ireland. Definitely no
2: New con- Context, guys, context. <laughs> um, I love how you've taxed the word premium onto this, which is a word mm-hmm. banded around a lot in Hackney Wick yes
1: <laughs> yes it is
0: would you, would you say bespoke bespoke
2: yeah, yeah. artisan oh,
0: artisanal artisanal <laughs> oh, really are you going to be wearing plaid? Alex will Alex
3: is I'm not, oh, there. not there
1: oh. I'm not there not there so I'm doing the plaid. interview Adam will have to do it for all, all right. of our listeners I
3: think the really interesting thing as well that we've got about the venue which is quite unique is it's on the canal and there's, a, there's actually a bar downstairs I think when um when we run the event, the bar downstairs would have moved out because it's like a residency bar. So effectively then, Magic Radhouse get their own bar upstairs and a free beer garden on the canal. So if there is some nice nice weather, it's going to be amazing. Get a a sidebar blood bowl tournament outside or something. Yeah, exactly. The weather's good. Um,
2: So, concerning that this is year two of the event, um, what have you improved? What would you say you've improved on? or, Or what feedback did you take from year one that you've proactively taken on board to to improve on this year,
1: that's a good question.
2: Um, Do you want to pause for a minute? Yeah, the listeners never know. We can edit it out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, we'll power through. That'll what did hard. we What did we get in terms of feedback from last year? I think generally we had very positive feedback last year about most of most of the tournament. Um, yes. Well, my feedback was ban Vanguard Wing, but Games Workshop yeah, yeah, that yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah good. Cheers, D Dub. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, but i think i think actually the venue sort of spoke for itself last year and we we ran the tournament that we wanted to um i can't really think of any negative stuff that we got back because you've really? just sort
2: of conveniently blocked it out uh,
1: we had some screw up over the some of the trophies uh last yeah. year which we've managed to fix but that was all Fine. behind the scenes Fine. We've, we've i think we've slicked up on our behind the scenes work this year okay caring of yeah had not had to do so much planning meetings and sorting out meetings. And well, last
3: year, the, the venue wasn't ready to have all the board. They didn't have boards, didn't have anything ready. So we had to do a big board order that went wrong. We had to then suddenly it was absolutely freezing, and we we had a really really cold <laughs> hole. which no one's yeah. mentioned yet. But that was the biggest negative of last that was time. I was, was about to. But... It was it was absolutely freezing, and thank yeah. thank you to every player who stayed for the whole weekend and had a great time. But yeah, it was. You do it get was a cold. complimentary
2: blanket in the pack this year. Yeah,
3: well, luckily <laughs> no, we've we no, got a more room. So that was <laughs> one. That was the big thing, really. And so last year there was a lot more uh, turmoil of actually dealing with some. Um, venue issues because the venue wasn't ready for that
0: but now this year it's actually a different company running the whole venue so exactly. we've got Madeline Madhouse who are yeah. I mean they were there before as a shop but the venue is now being run not as totally. uh-huh. uh, and we've I mean, we have our club there, as we've already said. So, yeah. just in terms of being able to have a chat with them, mm-hmm. you can do that when you're having a your game on a Tuesday. Yeah. So, I guess yep. that speaks to fewer planning meetings. So that's back and forth. And so, that,
3: yeah. so cool. And those guys have a lot more experience as well in in the area. You know, they they have a war going background. You know, Tim's done Magic the Gathering events all around the around the world. Yeah. So they just they just get it, they understand yeah. what we need what and what we're going to need on the weekend. So, so totally,
2: that's that's an obvious improvement on last year. So, what else has been bolted on this year that's unique to this year that wasn't happening last year?
1: So this year we've we've changed the way the the secondaries work, as you have heard in the match play sections. So that should hopefully be a little bit better to sort out this uh, this difference of I've got five wins, somebody else has five wins. There's no real differentiation between the two, uh, but also we've we're adding a lot more uh i think online support this year we're much more on top of the twitter feed and all of the things and we're also uh fully supported by magic madhouse this year by their website where the lists are going to be up but also by a full twitch stream hopefully during the event um so we should actually i can announce now that we'll be releasing the uh the first mission that will be played in round one as well as the first realm that will be played in round one during a live Twitch stream between probably myself and whoever else is free to play against me. This will be after the lists of being uh, handed in and probably the weekend literally just before Angel Core will we'll do that live stream, um, but that will be really good.
2: And is that Twitch game in order to demonstrate demonstrate everybody. pack yep. demonstrate and the secondaries Yeah, how, yep, how yep. the
1: secondaries work and demonstrate You know what the tables are going to be looking like for the event and, and then, if you end up playing
2: me it's also how to not play AOS is yep. another demonstration that will very much be on there yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah so we don't know who the game's going to be between yet but I'll probably be free that weekend so it'll be whoever wants to play my deepkin Yeah, Which not me. No one, <laughs> absolutely
2: no one me. thanks guys <laughs>
1: uh, but it's a nice it's a nice addition and Magic Madhouse have been superb about all of the support that they've, yeah they've given I mean, us for the whole event so that's made a big difference this year I that's, entirely concur
3: that's yeah. just for the game before before the
1: event yeah
2: yeah I concur magic madhouse have been yeah. um, that that will support. be a
1: test and if that works well and they're happy with the continued support then we will be live streaming table 1 all the way through the weekend
2: and uh so moving on to I think probably the final most important question is uh, the way that players attendance is recognized is obviously through prizes and awards yeah, and you've had a bit of a shake up and introduced some more um, awards this year. I understand that have a bit more of a kind of a. a, a well, I'll let you explain. I'll let you. Well, so this
1: me. year we've we've only added one award, but I think I think it's important to. Yeah, let's let's go through the new award, and then I'll say why we do the other awards that we like to do, and what we and then the reason that we do them in the way that we do them, which I think is slightly different to other tournaments. Uh, this year we've added a uh, Best Ginger Award. Yeah. <laughs> Drop. So is up for grabs because Alex can't Mike make it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not
2: there. So, do I. I mean, can no. I just buy a ticket and collect that when I get back?
1: No, I think uh, no. there'll be wigs, there'll be, you know, whatever, whatever you oh, well, want top lines go. to actually bring. Oh, yeah, I see. Oh, I see. You're going to go full offensive with it. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's fine. I'm, yeah, sure. Yeah, just yeah you know, go sure. Whoever wants to go the most offensive with it. Yeah. they can, they can. Uh-huh. No, in all seriousness we've added a, a Spirit of Angel Core award mm-hmm. uh, which is only going to be available to people who can stick around on either the Friday night or the Saturday night for extra gaming uh, so it's a
0: drinking prize
1: not really we just want to the, the reason that we have the nice venue and we want it to be more of a community event we want more people mm-hmm. staying around on the Friday night and Saturday night so we think if you're going to be embodying the spirit that we want on that event then you've got to turn up to one of those two to be eligible for this extra credit. And trophy. specifically
3: play you at Warhammer Champions. Yeah,
1: yeah. There'll be some Warhammer Champions, definitely. <laughs> I mean,
3: last year we were really spoiled because we had uh, the PCs that were still there, and we actually had something like 10 of us playing um, Overwatch. FPS Overwatch. Yeah. That oh, was great. Oh, actual, that yeah, cool. so good. So I had Robot good.
1: Man who turns into a turret and just kills everyone. It Bastion. was the best. Okay, so I have I, no I, idea what he's was. I was doing. basically
3: just watching the AOS all day but just thinking, I'm going to play Overwatch in a few hours of <laughs> everyone here. It's going to be amazing. It that was really, really good, good, and that made us really think like, what you know, what is the event we're do? And we did want it to be a bit more multifaceted, so that's where we brought in this award uh, to kind of uh, praise anyone uh, that might be uh, bringing the fun. And as uh, most people obviously are coming from London, it's very easy for you to sneak off home uh, if you've not had a very good first day. So we want to encourage people more to, to be involved with the actual yeah. board games and the, and the, the evening similar events. that's like
1: a advantage. Yes, a load of people will will need to go off home and they're, mm-hmm. they're more than welcome to go off home, but at the same time, you're within... L- usually less than an hour of your house yeah. and so you can stick around for the evening and have some drinks and play some additional games with some more mates that you um, meet some people that are maybe from other London clubs that you didn't know before mm-hmm. that's yeah. the real idea mm-hmm. um, so, and then the Spirit of Angel Corps will be just something that me and Kieran decide on over the weekend based on who we think's approached the tournament with the right mindset. This will be based on a whole load of things and we'll just be we'll just have a discussion at the end. Just being on the podcast count? No.
0: Podcast gate. (laughs) (laughs) I won three trophies last year so there was absolutely
3: podcast (laughs) gate. I'm really excited about that award I think it would be a really nice addition to the the event this year. Who's judging your painting? Sorry if I missed that.
1: I think uh, Ming is coming along as well as
3: uh, yeah I think we, we, we think about having someone who's from outside the scene um, yeah. has been involved with Warhammer and stuff but it's from outside the scene it might be a fresh pair of eyes so we're still consulting that at this point in time last year we were looking to have Mo come down uh, yep. and help us uh, but he's this, year, in LA. this year he's in LA so, um, so we can't get Mo been really yeah. fancy fair enough he
1: is so fancy <laughs> 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 I'd appreciate that um, he's not listening
2: so I'm kind of out of questions so any other business?
1: Well, it's, I think I'd go through the other trophies and the reason that we do them in the way that we do. We could do I think that. it is important, uh, and Adam will moan about it repeatedly, but tro- tournaments that only give out a best painted or a coolest army, i.e. player's vote, for painting, Yeah, there is literally no reason to not do that. To not do both. Yeah, how much is a trophy costing you to do both? A tenner. Right. Like, that kind of amount of money. Yeah. If, a, if a tournament is bringing in, you know, they're charging £40 a head for even for 20 players then they are they have enough spare funds to put on an extra 10 pound trophy and in order to print off pieces of paper for a person to sign <laughs> like, exactly right, it is yeah. not difficult
2: just to clarify how do you differentiate between coolest army and best painted
1: I'm sure Adam has his hand up. School child, yes, he want, does. I almost um, wanted to ignore him. I mean, this, this is this is filled
0: with controversy. Despite you know whatever whatever game system you play, uh, whatever point over the years you played this, this is always a big bone of contention. But for me, the way that you guys have ended up doing, actually, without consulting me, so that's nice to see. I've obviously whinged about it enough. Um, best painted is based on painting ability, right? So that's going to have to be judged. It is a technical award. Right. So a Best Painted Award. Which makes sense. And I've got some Best Painted Awards on my shelf that were awarded because I got voted for by other players. And Mm -hmm. I'm very happy to have those awards, but they're not a Best Painted Award. They're a Coolest Army Award. Coolest Army is you put something on the table that everybody who's at the venue is going... (laughs) wow, I want to play against that, I want to see that, I want to know how you did that conversion, that basing effect's cool. cool. Generally the kind of stuff that you see in um, armies that aren't from me. (laughs) I tend not to do concept style armies. But there's so much cool stuff out there that people might have done a ridiculous conversion, Yeah. but a best painted trophy probably isn't going to take that into consideration. Yeah. It so might be a factor, but it might be one out of like 30 things on a
2: checklist. But so it's a cool, different kind it? of technicality, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely.
0: Um, and it's the overall theme or effect or something that is difficult for one objective judge to come up with a result for, whereas a ballot effectively of everybody at the event we've agreed between us this is cool
3: yeah, and that should
0: be recognised and good events do that i mean bobo's done that both years i've been there Um, there will be numerous other events i've been to that have had both but i've noticed in aos the trend has been to have one
3: okay i think you promote what you want to see right what you want to see is very good painted armies you also want to see very cool armies with lots of interesting ideas and conversions and and whatever it might be so i think you just promote that and yeah that's it
0: and it's about rewarding creativity ultimately, exactly. some, some people will be technically gifted at painting mm-hmm. or will have the amount of time to mm-hmm. paint that army very well, mm-hmm. and some people will, you know, taking for a really good example here, Tom Loyne is an amazing, I think, I don't want to use the word visionary, but he has good vision <laughs> Too late. when you it going to, and now I it gonna hear to it. I'm going to cut it, yeah that's fair, but his his conversions are always incredible, and I think, how did you think of using those parts together? and I hope Tom, Tom won't mind me saying, he's not the best painter in the world,
2: but his conversions are Sorry, was the dumb sign? because you're waiting for us to go, no, 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 he's uh, great. Most, yeah, most he's
1: of his armies true. look like yeah. they've been painted by you, to be fair. Well, that's true. So, I mean, he, he
0: wouldn't be eligible, but... <laughs> yeah. I think there's an outstanding yeah, that invoice is, That is me. true. But, um, yeah. Hopefully not by the time this comes out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I was just going to say, I like what you're doing with that, because as someone who got put off the match play scene a couple of years ago, it was primarily because I felt it wasn't rewarding players who were engaging with the universe as a whole and was more just rewarding people that had the funds, resources and time to buy enough kits to throw together strong lists. Mm-hmm. Actually introducing this award back into the mix with a technical award allows people who build armies for the sake of them being cool and takes into events because they like playing games. Yeah. Uh, it gives them something to play for. And yep. it gives them something to build their armies for.
1: Yeah. Like so uh, along that note, we we also do the um, allegiance awards, which have become a bit of a staple from the old eighth edition, uh, in a very different way to other tournaments. A lot of them do. Uh, just straight up best uh, whoever came best in the battle points gets them some people don't allow podiums to get them some people do most vps there's a whole load of different ways but all of them are based on just your matched play as far as i've ever really seen
0: Mm. by and Uh, large
1: or like that's the major weighting of the award yes um i don't think i've actually seen any tournament do do a different Mm. uh, do anything but just tournament points or victory points for the best in allegiance. the way that we do it is yes we take those into account and they're most of the most of the points but uh every painting nom if you get a painting nomination you get this year an extra eight points Ooh, That's okay. up on last year. because Ooh. we're running a system out of 50 instead of out of 20 i think it does need updating in the pack yes um um uh, so it's slightly different it's basically two of them will change it so that somebody who has a who, who has two instead of a, a two and a minor win yeah will beat somebody who's just got a major win okay I mean, that's completely deliberate yeah um so we do it seven points for a painting norm seven points for a painting trophy in addition yeah and seven points for every sports vote you get so sorry eight for each of those cool. eight points right so it's a lot of points for same. sports votes. <laughs> yeah and then good. it's a total yeah.
0: good and there is proof in that concept in that I got smashed by Vanguard Wing last year, played the rest of my games out of my skin and came third, but first place was Vanguard Wing, second place was Vanguard Wing, both the Grand Alliance order, and I, I got best order in yeah. third place. And that was based on painting and sports, well, painting, maybe painting sports <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. certainly painting. Yep, yeah. it makes a big difference. And I think I think rewarding sports with more than just a trophy is nice for that award. I want best order to be best overall order
3: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i'm sure i'm sure nobody can really complain about that speaking of best sports that is one of the awards um, yeah yeah there is separate for
0: that yeah one of the most important awards yeah again Um,
1: it's it's a less than 10 pound trophy but it rewards somebody for being a just genuinely nice guy all the way through the event there's no reason to not have it
2: and for not table flipping
1: yeah yeah, exactly. Please don't flip our tables, then you.
2: Yeah. Please don't flip our tables because one of them, I own all of the terrain and it's my personal terrain. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think has been really good for that yeah, kind of has, stuff. It's been
1: great. Uh, right, shall we go on to some open play? Yeah. yeah. We
0: do also have first, second, and third place gaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's not important. Yeah, they're up for grabs, but <laughs> no
2: one's going to admire you.
1: Those are the ones that everyone does. It's not important.
0: But yeah um, anyway. thanks for the rundown on that guy. i'm really excited for the event um and hopefully with some stuff on twitter and twitch a lot of people can be involved even if they can't make
1: it this year well, to be Absolutely. fair it's nice to not to justify why we do the things that we do but just to talk about why we why yeah. we do the event yeah. right it's been yeah. really nice Right, right we'll see you all in a minute Hey, um, welcome back to Open Play. Uh, as we said, today we're going to be talking about uh, our D&D campaign again, which I'm sure you've all missed. Curse uh, of Strahd. Yeah, thanks Adam. So uh, we'll be going through the the session that we just did recently, but also thanks to the fact that you've just heard Kieran in the last two slots, yeah. Kieran can introduce his character in our D&D campaign as well, so we'll nearly go full circle. We just need to have Owen on. Yeah. And then we'll... Like the amazing Boswell and, and then we'll have no everybody else. Yeah, but I mean the current group. We'll get <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. from the current group. So off you right. go, Kieran, please explain. So, you, uh, you, you Bre- what is, is what is Braylon?
2: What is he? What Who is, is Bray? I can't remember. I've this. got a list of suitable
3: adjectives. <laughs> 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 uh, so so yeah, I uh, I'm playing a a rogue, a, a kind of criminal spy rogue called Braylon. Um, he was int- <laughs> introduced to the group. Uh, much later on, so I was uh, a stand in for one of the dropouts in the group. Um, and so I came in with a uh, bit of a random character. Uh, and you've kind been of playing with us for four months, ages, maybe longer than that. Maybe longer it's than gotta that. I've be yeah. yeah. yeah, so been, been in been the group with, for a long time. Now. I've been with you four months. Yeah, so it must be a little, a little bit longer, longer, yeah. And actually, it's my first d D&D campaign. Yeah, it's the, completely the first one. That's yeah, quite so, a large
0: true for the group. Um, mm. Me yeah. and
3: Alex
1: certainly we've not played before. No. Uh, has no. that been? Owen hasn't and he's played a couple of Pathfinder games yeah. but nothing
2: Owen said to me in the car on the way back from this particular weekend we're going to talk about that he's like totally invested in it as well like yeah. we've all super got into it anyway sorry yeah,
3: just... yeah I mean I I've, I was uh, yeah never played it when I was younger um, obviously I knew you guys are playing and also shout out to uh, Dungeon Punks who's the the core hammer podcast about D&D and other role playing isn't... games yeah they're, they're doing really well at the moment um, and they've been going for quite some time but they kind of got me into the idea of uh, doing some of the role play stuff I did a one shot with them at a quorum event a-, a while back and that's kind of piqued my interest in it's there yep. Matt reached out and said uh, there's a slot we we meet round the corner from your house yep. do you want in and I was like yeah get me in it's, yep. uh, also was, yeah. bi-weekly noodle street that yeah. is true noodle um, street is
1: one of the major draws that I can yeah. provide to people
3: <laughs> Vietnamese summer rolls top tip Oh, yep. so good oh. Yep.
1: it is amazing
3: uh,
1: so uh, Braylon you've been around the group for a while now you you were an actual member of you were in Barovia before so you didn't you weren't one of these that came in from outside
3: yes I am a native yeah don't let anyone tell you differently we don't believe
1: (laughs) Braylon that he's a native because he doesn't know anything about Barovia
3: like I, he, I I not kind of know like he just, just can't be bothered to share it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that may be fair. See, with that or a struggle to, to remember it sometimes, but we'll see how that goes.
1: So what are some major events that have happened to your character? What Well, actually, what was the character concept?
3: Yeah, so the character had? concept um one of the things that I, I yeah, I'm I'm I used to do a bit bit of writing back in college days, but I'm not as a kid writer. I'm definitely not an artist that like, or can, that conceptually draw. And so basically I, kind of turned to, to video games. I was like, right, let me try and find some artwork here that I can, uh, kind of match a character to so I actually turned to a game called The Darkest Dungeon I don't know if you ever heard of it some people out there would have heard of it it's kind of a gothic um, kind of RPG style game uh, but it's like 2D and like an old school style yeah, and cool. they cool, had cool. a character on there who is um, um, I've completely forgot the name of it now but he's, he's like a a, um, a Pistol wielding, like carriageman, like like a gunslinger, uh, type. a gunslinger type. Exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so I basically took his imagery, used those images, and had a bit of a play around using some, uh, using kind of um, uh, some editing tools, uh, and kind of changed some of the hues, put attached some different images into place, and came up with this character that was uh, um, Braylon, effectively. Yeah. I. It's been really good. Position myself in the story because um, I knew I was going to basically be picked up by the group in Barovia, one of the towns that they uh, in Vallaki, one of the towns that they visit, uh, and I was going to be a known accomplice of one of the the kind of contacts in the town. Um, so I kind of built a backstory of um, kind of a, a criminal, kind of thief, well known in the town, worked specifically for for Van um, Van Richard, Van Richin, who I always van called Richen. Van Rudolph. Van Rudolph. Van Rudolph. Um, <laughs> yeah, Van Richen. Um So he's a known henchman of him. And he was basically um, to the group. So there's kind of his his eyes within the group as they went around um, helping to do some of his deeds. Yeah,
1: so uh, so since you've been in the party, there's been some pretty major changes to to Braylon and you've done some pretty massive events. I think, what would you say is really like
3: changed Braylon? Um, I think he's become a lot more cocky than I, I even knew mm. he would become. <laughs> um, I interesting. With um, good reason. With good reason, of course, yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, Slayer of Dragons and all. That. No, not at all. I can't roll anything other than a one, um, so I don't do. I don't do a lot. Um, yeah, I think. He, I think he's become a lot more um, cocky uh, and sure of himself than I ever thought he would be. I, 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 oh, this podcast aside, I don't really speak that much. But and um, within the group, I usually wait and then kind of get involved. But I do seem to have an eye for. Um, the banal and the crazy, <laughs> crazy ideas. And, and some of my best laid plans have fallen into pieces very quickly when other players have become involved. For, for context,
2: Braylon is the comic relief. <laughs> he's
1: yeah, the one he's that decided to open a bag of hands. Yeah, yeah. so... Actually,
2: to be fair, that was, that was technically my decision. Yeah,
1: that was that was just <laughs> If you are thinking
0: of playing Dungeons & Dragons with a group of people, I think that one rogue is the limit in a party two rogues fighting over a bag of reanimated corpse hands <laughs> is not something that's going to help the rest of the players yeah, they have don't a decent to get on, do they? no and it's just <laughs> you know it's very difficult to achieve things when rogues are getting you attacked say, by barbarians in the forest that. while you're asleep you you're,
2: say that but actually Braylon and Cor actually have a, a dynamic in our yeah. own language it's, that you guys don't know. About. So, scenario, so we, actually like, do commun- we actually do communicate. We actually do communicate in a fair. cohesive way. So I'm just but then he just clearly. goes too far, and I end up going, "Stop being childish!" <laughs> and then we end up having a like two toddlers fighting while you all stand there going, "Oh, for God's sake!" I'm also
0: mostly just basing that on the frequency with which I've nearly died since Braylon joined the party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: I mean that wasn't really the plan, but it's certainly become the norm. Braylon is say. certainly
1: the worst at picking locks,
3: yeah, I've ever seen. It's... Like
1: his first lockpick caused an entire caravan to explode. Yeah, his <laughs> second lockpick made a tower explode. Yeah,
3: that is the second one. Third uh, one. Third one. Not you quite then hazy the hazy got into
1: right? yeah. a crypt and were attacked by a pseudo whatever demon i mean if, yeah. it's, it's that a pseudo
3: natural creature i think it was a pseudo natural right?
1: creature yes yeah. that one was presumably in there anyway it was in there anyway but it was quite a locked door that you just decided to go into but i thought you um, kicked
2: the door successfully and that was just in there did you, oh no you, wait wait wait, uh, wait wait
3: wait wait so the real story here is i uh we were <laughs> for, anyone, all up. for anyone just to clear it <laughs> up just to get my side of the story in before before I, I'm not on Fate the podcast news. again because they want to just yeah fake news all the time. Um, so we're obviously playing Castelstrad. We managed to um bump into Strad. We got invited to his, his castle, let's say, and I wanted to have a look around, which I don't think was too much to ask.
0: we had been strictly forbidden from looking around by the end of campaign boss, and the campaign yeah. runs on the book cover to level twelve, and we were level five, but yes,
1: or less
3: for sure exploring is part of what you're meant to do right so i figured i'll take that off um my character had some kind of interest in what was going on in in a kind of chapel looking space at the back of the back of the castle um i was told not to uh open any locked doors i grabbed the lock and the lock fell off in my hand so technically you attempted to pick the lock and uh, it fell off in your hand i think i just grabbed it and it fell off that was the story it was then craftsmanship. It, it was then unlocked it was then unlocked so you, what you, else was I supposed to do I was told don't go in any locked rooms this door was unlocked yeah. off I went so
1: it turned out From, in there there was a pseudo nat natural creature which for those of you that don't know is very very lovecraftian and cthulhu-esque and Mm. had like a giant pincer that comes out of its mouth Mm. and steals all of your hit
2: points pseudo natural creature is also the name of braylon's autobiography that's
3: it yeah (laughs) exactly. (laughs) (laughs) well yeah funny enough side project (laughs) funny enough i think i had a bit of a meltdown i basically went into some kind of shock and wasn't able to do anything uh, why everyone else was just like, "What have you got us into?" you go. Like everyone ran else out. ran away. No, no, no. Yeah. Then you ran away. There I was a period. I got you out. <laughs> well, yeah, there was. Yeah. There was. Uh, there was that. I did get hit by this gelatinous weird thing that appeared, um, the supernatural creature, and now I have maximum twenty health points for the rest of the game. But that's uh, actually an improvement on where you were. I think you I was 15, up, so yeah. on fifteen. Yeah, thirteen. I was on thirteen. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. bad. So uh,
1: that's our nice introduction to Braylon. Thanks very much, Kieran, for, for coming on and describing the character. Sure and sweet, so, there's not much there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's always nice to, to talk to new players about d and where cool. they There's always an interesting answer to uh, what's changed about what you thought the character was going to do in that. It was mm. interesting to hear you talk about how you've been playing Brennan differently to what you thought. Yeah, I'm glad you've not asked me that yet because there's loads of stuff I don't want to give away. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll talk to you about Mariano at, at the end of the campaign, probably <laughs> on the on the podcast. It'd be a really interesting episode,
2: yeah. I think. I'm looking forward to actually. I'm looking forward to that episode where we get to wrap up all the stuff that we don't currently know about each other. I yeah, I think yeah. that's
3: really interesting. Like uh, the amount of stuff that we probably all took to Matt at the start and like how much of that has even been unearthed yeah. yet. Yeah. A I have no idea. Yeah. There were really some
0: revelations and some things came slightly more to light would be the wrong word but more into the it's open. Opp- it's the opposite uh, of light isn't a weekend weekend. This weekend. it? It was not it certainly mm. the
1: opposite. So yeah this, this weekend uh, we were very graciously hosted up in York by Andy and yeah. Joe. Before uh, we go
2: any further thanks Andy and Joe because you
3: Fed and watered us, and made us so comfortable. Sorry, we're going to make Karen
1: so jealous, right? Now. Um, Unfortunately,
3: I wasn't able to come. Um, Ribeye
1: steaks, like an incredible collection so of gin, bacon sandwiches gin. that literally yeah. didn't stop coming in yeah. the morning, and yeah. he made more than three each and just they like just had to the and then gave me Possessed. bacon
2: to take home to make a nice carbonara with it that's really amazing yeah, good. Nice. Yeah. so just but th- yeah thanks guys honestly yeah, we, we really can't thank you enough for
3: gracious on an amazing guys. space I four yeah, bed. yeah. yeah. Uh, I let seven. him make it Sorry, just for the place.
2: listeners, I let him have it. I was actually there first, but he was bitching on WhatsApp, so I let him
1: yeah, have it's, it. It is true. It's uh, so the, the the aim of the weekend was to go up and play a sort of extended session of d and I, not deliberately, but we'd sort of engineered it slightly so that we could uh, go to the big dungeon in the Curse of Strahd module, which and for listeners temple. that are doing it yourself, there will be some spoilers. Um about what yeah. is in that the Amber Temple Yeah, and and specifically about that as it is a set dungeon yes. it is exactly and I think none of you guys had really done a dungeon crawl before either no. so it was really interesting to There's do that kind of thing thousands of hours of Diablo 3 count. well I mean indeed, <laughs> it's the it's different I hadn't
2: an, and actually I coming onto that later I felt that my character actually came into his own by being in a dungeon crawl yeah I think it was yeah. really so cool. guess what entirely his build was about that's what so rogues are meant to do as Yeah, well.
3: exactly. I think I would have done the absolute opposite because all I want to do is run away no, so like what Matt said
2: actually
1: happened to your character was yeah. that you refused to come into that the temple. That sense. makes total yeah. sense. That makes total sense. You just went uh, no. Nope. To talk, to talk to you about what you get from that. Yes. Um, so love slap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you when everyone else exits. Yeah. Uh, so the Amber Temple uh, is as far as I won't I won't give away anything that these guys know, don't know as characters, but it is a place where millennia ago some very very powerful wizards in barovia before it was sealed away uh, managed to take some evil either forms or demigods or powers and lock them away this was the protection for the world that it was there's, millennia rather ago it was more powers. like a vault wasn't it it, it was exactly yeah. yeah and there's a lot of there's a lot of like hints to that old yeah wizard uh, uh, like group what's the group of wizards called can't remember a collegiate arcane yeah there you go conclave uh, I'd, go, I'd go with conclave <laughs> that, would, that would work well um, there's a lot of hints as you're going around council. to that <laughs> it's you know, not so really work yeah. um, as Menagerie. to uh, the, what you can find out about what had happened there and also the, the dark powers themselves so you get into this into this temple which you've been led to by uh Andy's character Kazan, his talking spear, has basically been pushing you uh, been, been pushing Kazan to go to this temple the whole time yeah, yeah. And, and
0: Kazan's been an integral part of the group since before there was really a group like the backstory for my character and Kazan was that we were both contracted to hunt down wolves outside Daggerford in a much more normal, less frightening setting <laughs> um, so I mean that kind of decision making within the party between my character his character and Owen's character has been kind of the core of the group even when there are other members in Mm -hmm. sort of the original the characters were the three original group and then they met people along the way so it's been relatively easy for him I think to persuade us both Andy and in character as Kazan to do the things that he thinks are a good idea and Mm -hmm. that's the thing that like you've just developed over playing together for a year or so yeah Yeah. Um, I mean I generally trust Andy's judgment in real life to be fair (laughs) yeah
1: fair yeah. Uh, so I the really Amber...
2: luck- I was really lucky. I came into the party as Andy found that spear, so it's been really good for me to see that progress from day one. Yeah,
1: yeah. Andy's been playing it really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. well. it's been very cool. Uh, so the Amber Temple is up on the Garkis Mountains, so it's freezing cold, and there is there is a trail that leads there, but it is a false trail. So. Yeah. The, uh, it is even more well hidden, and you guys didn't eventually go down the false trail. Yeah, we managed to avoid that. How you you just, that? D- you just didn't go down there. You, uh, you we were told, told by to one of the dusk elves, Kassanator. yeah, where the where the true ter- trail is, and um, didn't really question him. Um, but if you go down the false trail, which I can reveal to you now, there is even a false temple there.
3: Oh wow! I oh, wish yeah. oh, that would have been good. Yeah, so the, the would whole, whole not have been good. That would have been a whole weekend. <laughs> whole weekend. I can see York, False Temple. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just, it's just sort of meant to be. If you go there without any, without any knowledge, then you should be, you should be waylaid. You know, these mm. wizards knew what they were doing. Yeah, um, and. You did. You did hit a couple of a, a couple of barriers even on the way up. We did, um, which uh, Brelan and everyone was still around for. So um, I think as you I crossed one of, the, one of the bridges on the way up, yeah. there was an image of Strad. Uh, as Strad kept trying to keep people away from there, but as I think Boswell crossed the bridge, mm-hmm. they were attacked by a rock.
0: Well, what happened was Kazan walked out into the bridge and poked. The image with uh, the magical spear of dark power, Cavan, as he was walking back, Boswell, uh, Owen's character walked onto the bridge, and yeah, that's what.
1: And then a rock. For those of you that don't don't know what a rock is, it Google it. R O C. It's massive, but it has a two hundred foot wingspan, and essentially essentially just tried to grab Boswell and fly away with him. Fortunately, they managed to get past it. And thanks Unfortunately, well, Braylon. Uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah,
2: so Core wasn't there because um, I was doing housework, I think. And
1: so <laughs> Cor was just at home doing housework.
2: Cor, Cor, Cor had to do his chores. Yeah. Uh, so, Braylon, what, what did you do that so, was finally useful? I managed to stealth. You didn't? I, didn't. I did. What, did you have advantage or I was, did you just managed to make a normal dice roll? I was in a
3: tree. <laughs> you didn't fall out of the tree and I and I
2: stealthed
0: not that tree I know that was you yeah no I, I managed, really to, I right managed to
3: hide away in a tree well next to a tree and stealth and I actually shot a crossbow he actually it went really off managed to hit
0: something it with hit. a 200 it foot <laughs> yeah. well no. done mate
2: did you the time? did I you I crit f- no he
3: got I sneak attack back.
2: Yeah, Yeah. snake attack off. Nice.
0: I was more specifically saying that there was a rope tied around Boswell's waist, and you managed to pull him out of the way of a gigantic. Yeah, so that was the that was trying to kill it Not evil. Yeah. Hungry.
3: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hungry is more accurate. (laughs) instinctual uh, so trying to be useful that, Yeah.
1: you guys managed to make it to the temple at which point uh, you find out that Kavan I don't know if you knew this before but Kavan is the key to the temple we knew that before. we knew it yeah. anecdotally but the fact that he was the literal key was a cool moment yeah, yeah it was it was cool I, it did I carry, did it so that it, the um, like blood from the spear fills the doorway in veins and that dissolves the bars there was lots, lots the of use of, of the, the word shaft and vein oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty bad I mean it I was, giggled it <laughs> was grim and just the tip you're negating <laughs> the fact that we we had, to, we had to survive. So Alex
0: Before, it. before oh, our dude. generous oh, yes, game master allowed us access to the temple that we travelled all the way to York to explore, we had to fight five of yep. five named characters, not like skeleton one, two and three, but yep. five named characters who were the lieutenants of Strad
1: himself. Yep, Strahd's one chamberlain of, and his bodyguards. Yeah,
0: one of whom had literally been
1: magically manifesting as
0: Andy's character's shadow for several weeks. Yeah, <laughs> and so that, that was stabbed me in oh, yeah. the gut causing sort of thirty seven damage before we started the fight. The big reveal of the, of 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 the, the campaign was that
1: for the last for the last I don't even know how long at this point there has been a halfling shadow dancer hiding within Kazan's shadow. Yeah. Same. So we had to base and they were all level seven so there's five of them yeah. level seven four of us yep. level four With that yep. scimitar, uh,
0: level like, six sorry that
2: life leech scimitar as well which is horrible yeah
0: and me having lost three quarters of my health before the fight started and we'd expended spell slots fighting a 200 foot wingspan hungry bird, bird. Yeah. don't say um, I don't give you challenges I was about
1: to say that you do yeah um, and then we went into the temple although fortunately um, you managed to defeat all of them although they all disappeared as mist. Yeah, yeah
2: that was frustrating. We, we should have
1: tried to disarm them because they was... were, hella well armed. Yep.
2: Yeah, I was really hoping that we'd get a couple of sweet lieutenant kills in there, but no, that alas,
3: they disappeared. So yeah. and and I, I definitely away. bailed I tri- out of that fight as well. Yeah, you did. I well, I, I I I also you tripped over a hedge. Not <laughs> I think I yeah I went to in some kind of shock. I think, and that was my character out of that fight
1: So so after that, you make your way into the temple, and it's. Uh, it's not like your standard your standard dungeon like cave walls or brick walls or anything. This is all black marble with amber veins running through it. So yeah. it's, it's a very cool looking imagery. I really liked it. So
2: before yeah. we go any further, I think one of the testaments to this module is that they haven't just done cookie cutter dungeon experiences in it. it they really went to town We're making this unique to the module.
1: Yeah, it was very cool. Very
2: yeah. Barovian and very. Yeah, very uh, u- unique yeah. in that sense. It couldn't easily
1: have been another setting, could it? Yeah. No. So I think you guys can can go through what what happened in the temple.
2: Well, I went in first. Yeah. And I managed to uh, roll a natural twenty for some sweet perception down the staircase into the entrance of the uh, yeah of the temp of, of the temple maybe so slightly
1: I've, faster because we don't need to go through all eight and uh, no, I'm going to describe <laughs> every single dice roll yeah. and, and I, I rolled a my, 17
0: but yeah. because of my dexterity <laughs> mod yeah. no, what 22 what
2: I was trying to say sorry that, that was the point I was leading to is that yeah. that's when I suddenly realised that my character is so well designed for um, these this environment so I was crawling down the walls because I, I, listeners may know that my character is a mongrel folk and actually has spider so, arms yep um, so he was crawling up the walls and there was arrow-slip traps down yep. there so he was checking the traps and stuff and just really led as a point man yeah. and was stealthing and stuff and it was really cool. Um, Kira's looking very confused here. Yeah. like, wow, you're useful. Yeah. When did this start? <laughs> and, um, this we, we, only in dungeons. Only in dungeons. At the um, and we established a, a little bit of the initial without metagaming the initial map of the dungeon by me checking these arrow-slips yep. so we proceeded... Uh, to a certain chamber where we perceived a hole in the floor and then I dangled a lantern down it, and then some screaming skull people turned up, and it all went, um, started to yeah. go. Yeah, there was Our some explosions, there
0: was some violence, there was some healing going disengage, on. Disengage, disengage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, stand yeah. and fight. Just out of there. I didn't, <laughs> dis- I didn't <laughs> disengage, In I started jumping around. That's um, Just a side note, um, we were using the um, tablescape stuff from um, Secret Weapon. Um, oh, uh, it look beautiful. Yeah. Usually it's mostly uh, what Matt does really well, which is kind of theatre of the mind uh, type DD. I playing. kind of have a
1: mix between the two. Yeah. I do big fights on a map and small yeah. fights, there of the mind. But
0: in, in the past we've generally used miniatures, Shorb sure, and, and a grid with drawn-on maps, um, yeah. but this actually we had the, much of the temple built up. It was a it. was
2: a centrepiece moment, wasn't it? And it deserved yeah. that, yeah. Um, Which was cool.
0: So as we continued through, we met um, um, a guy who, so this temple was sealed from the outside, right? And we met a guy called Villainous. Uh, what a good name for a guy to meet in a dungeon who you need to trust Villainous, <laughs> um, and after some good cop bad cop against
1: him do, um, sorry we just
2: we're gonna can you do villainous's voice?
1: I don't really know if I remember exactly how it worked. Oh. It's kind of. Uh, oh, he was such. A I think dick. it's a little, a little bit
0: like this. It was oh, a lot. a lot like that, and uh, just the villainous had basically and... been trying to get his way out of the Amber Temple for a while. And obviously, as we managed to get in, we knew that we had a pretty good bartering chip for getting him to to help us out, despite yeah. his massive reluctance to do so. Uh, so he told us about the Guardian statue uh, and about Heinrich who was a mage that was there which was an Arcanaloth It turns out was like a fox-headed person yep. um, and also about his previous master who yep. was called uh, something like jacarion
1: exactly. um,
0: and he was um, an ice mage um, he also warned us not to continue along the corridor where we found him in a kind of antechamber that was a li- not a library like, like a, a lecture hall yeah it was like um, an
2: amphitheater wasn't it? yeah yeah yeah
0: for sure and um, so lots of books and stuff in there which we were quite interested in uh, but he's like don't go down the hall there's a golem, yeah. and it will, it will eat you, <laughs> eat you, and murder you, and smash you into little bits, and be like, cool, 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 cheers, cool. bro, thanks, bro. Yeah, we'll nice. go and find that
2: book and that staff you wanted. Um, so I guess the, ne- the
0: the kind of next encounter that we had, having fought
1: skeletal heads and things, uh, which was weird and frightening, was um, Heinrich, the main guardian of the temple, exactly, who uh, initially appears as a doddery old wizard, um, and sort of acts very confused at you and why there's new people into the yes, temple. But he's mostly just there? doing that in order to try and find out what you're actually there for and whether he needs to kill you or bad. Yeah, it's, basically. A, it's it's an
2: illusion, <laughs> isn't it? So it's yeah. it's
1: all an illusion, yeah. And um, then he has specific spells that are designed for either killing big groups of adventurers or single high level characters that have attempted to get into the temple. It's very yeah. well designed as a as a thing. Yeah. So he has like power word kill. And he one shotted. Kaz-
2: He's so uh, Brolem or Kieran side. I don't know if we're in character. Um, <laughs> uh, he one shotted Kazan. That's how good he is. So I mean, he, he one shotted Kazan. So th- I mean, Kazan had taken some floor. damage, but he yeah. uh, but not he took a, a chain lot. lightning. And yeah. Whoosh
0: went straight Just, down so he was and that was after it bounced from me so he was yep. doing a yeah. little less damage as yep. well yeah.
3: again glad I wasn't there on my yeah. 16 yeah. health uh, so, um, so that was, so he, yeah, was, he, was he was
0: nestled up inside the smashed head of a statue that was 40 foot high as yeah. well so I was like going to have to climb up there and smack him with a sword get to the top blasted with a paralysis spell oh, that oh was good. good let's fall 40 feet to the ground and it basically came down <laughs> to um, well Core and um, Owen's character Boswell who's yeah. A very, very good mage when he wants to be. Yeah. Um doing some serious spike damage. Oh no,
2: wild magicking a worm armor onto himself and healing himself up and to like transformer level and then just that hero jumped off a balcony and fired the, the crap out, out of the head, head. Yeah. Yeah. While, I, he, um, while I climbed up yes, the back sorry. of the statue
1: he smashed the guy into a wall yeah. and you came up and sneak attacked him yeah. to dead yeah so Owen yeah. our cowardly Rincewind
0: esque mage yeah. player, with like strength 8 with well yes with strength 8 at this point yeah um literally tackle the guy into a wall yeah so cool. and then it wasn't it was me awesome. that
2: sneak attacked him kazana got back up and oh, literally the plowed um was a into him. Jenkins moment. yeah, yeah. I, what spear. i'd done it i'd flushed him out by climbing up into the head and attacking him so that he it forced him to retreat I and i went pretty good i went lying down yeah i went down to one hit point and then jumped out of the head and laid on the floor That's going, true. Oh, 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 help <laughs> oh God it burns so that, <laughs> was,
1: so that was the main guardian of the temple sort of taken taken out by Which you guys was pretty cool
0: as a it thing was... within a
1: dungeon because like you go into a dungeon you expect really as you go
0: down you're getting closer and closer to the big boss so we continued being super cautious mm. yeah but actually as it transpired there are a couple of like potential traps and, and issues and like yeah and statues some other encounters that would, like suck you in and make you worship it forever and never move and die of starvation like dangerous things like that. But in terms of stuff to fight, um, there's actually more of like logic problems and deciding kind of how we wanted to yeah. progress with the narrative.
1: That and, was the big fight, which to be um, fair makes sense. If you're going to guard a temple, you guard it at the entrance. Yeah, like, I mean, don't get to
2: the end where they've already looted everything and go ha ha. Yeah. I mean, with the exclusion you, of course of
1: the golem.
0: Um, yeah, which kind of as a set piece yeah. is worth worth talking about. So we we continued along. We managed to work really well together actually and, and scale some different levels. There's some like really sheer plinths that were kind of 15 foot up going to some antechambers.
2: sorry before we go any further I think the one thing we need to mention when we took out the Arkhan Aloth was that that that's the first time that we'd really worked the utility of our characters so for example for me yeah I because I'm actually a rogue cleric and that's actually been kept quite secret from the group for quite a long time and then all of a sudden, I started actually throwing out buffs. Yeah, having buffs and healing
0: spells um, is not a good secret to keep from <laughs> So, hey,
2: <laughs> I, I didn't trust you until now, okay? So, yeah, sure. But it, but what Surely I'm saying I is... I
3: gained your trust early doors, mate.
2: Uh, no, you have not. So, basically, what I'm trying to say is that that huge part of D&D about getting that synergy right amongst your group really came out in that encounter. But, yes, got gone. It. But, yeah. no, you're absolutely right, because it, yeah.
0: it had grown organically. Yeah. So, so, having got upstairs, having kind of in the back of our minds we were looking for specific dark powers and things within the temple Andy's character Kazan was still talking to his evil spear Kavan about what specifically was going to help us defeat Strahd ultimately Kavan
2: stopped being helpful didn't he after a point he did initially um,
0: and certainly on the way there was next to no use at all in terms of specifics but we gleaned that we needed to find some amber statues within yeah. the temple and that there was power manifested within those. So that's what our kind of main focus was. Yep. But in the back of our minds was that kind of side quest from Villainous, which I don't think I mentioned before. He wanted us to find his old master and to get for him a spellbook and a staff. And yep. we found the burnt out remains of uh, Jakarian at the end of a corridor with a spellbook and a staff, uh, yep. which Owen managed to um, use as check arcana and it was a. Uh, fire spell, oh my no it's an ice spell book it was an
1: ice spell book and an ice staff but he'd, he'd obviously been, been killed by fire somehow
0: died from fire and Villainous had set fire to one of my holy books when we first arrived so there's an interesting question about Suspicion, yeah. whether Villainous had yeah. actually forgotten where his master was and where the book was i just
2: realised that cause wearing that Arcanoloth's cloak
1: yeah Yeah, you still are yeah, I forgot yep. that. sorry, uh, yeah, so we will explore that, that account, another
0: time you? yeah I will yeah. Um, so we got an ice staff with loads of charges. And it struck me that um, if there's a, a rock golem in there, that ice makes rock quite brittle. Yeah, and smashes through it. So we went. Hmm, interesting. It, what, what was the contents of the book? It was more just a spell book. It, it was, was a spell book. book. We were able to glean from that all those characters who could speak arcane were able to glean that the name in yeah. it was Jocarion. So we we. So fully
2: neither Boswell nor myself are actually wizards, so we can't learn the spells, but we can read them and understand them. basically. Yeah, which was so, handy so, yeah.
0: and, and cool as well. Like you, everything you find isn't you're just going to super level up your character. It wasn't kind of min. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was clues into actually finding out what to do. Uh, so yeah. we we then
1: defeated the golem. Yep. Um, Using the ice staff and me rolling quite a lot of natural ones. Yep. Hey. Um, my character's sick level as a paladin giving you disadvantage
0: uh, yeah. i was, was going to say i helpful. think
2: it was i think again the synergy came out there yeah, it really did yeah um, a difference.
0: the characters really start to mesh and do more damage and take less damage at around level six in
1: this module. yeah i yeah. mean you guys couldn't even imagine doing 160 odd damage in a few rounds before right? No. yeah and then it's like not no long way. after we had done that
0: outside and against the rock as well yeah um,
2: Sorry, just love that face with the rock. One hundred and sixty yeah. hit points against the rock. The well, was two hundred against the rock. Yeah. Against the rock. Yeah, that was two hundred hit, point hit oh, points. Can and we please get two and a half rounds we, of combat? If anyone owns a twenty-eight millimeter scale Dwayne Johnson, can you please <laughs> send it?
1: There's almost certainly one out there. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. please send us a link. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, so there was. I think there was one more encounter before you guys sort of headed down, which was after finding your way through some through some secret doors and using. Uh, yeah. uh, villainous yeah to get yourself into the library of this place which was incredibly opulent but not used for ages and ages and housed every wizard spell known to man yeah um you found your way through another classic book secret door which housed another secret door which fortunately you had a wand to find them yeah uh and you then found an ancient lich hiding Mm. in the temple
2: yeah. And he he could he, 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 he was so name. decrepit he couldn't even move, could he? He was just a stationary skeleton. Basically
1: just standing, yeah.
2: And yeah. um and he his memory had gone. Yep. I can't remember so there was a book nearby him which had the name what was the name again? Exantha. So I firmly believe that that is Exantha and that's yeah. his book. Um and that he'd obviously I as you will find out later, there are Amber statues in the temple, which Adam's already spoken about. Um these, as we were to find out, bestow uh, well they're actually sentient, if you touch them as a character you can talk to them. Yeah. And one of those statues, not that any of us touched it, was a skeleton with emeralds for eyes, right? Like, uh, so like red, red, red rubies. Red rubies, sorry, for eyes. And this skeleton had red pinpoint print, yeah. lights emitting from his eyes. So we assume Yeah, that putting that evidence together that that, yeah. that, that this um wizard had taken that blessing. Yeah, so
1: while while you couldn't help him and you just left, I think it's a really interesting part of the campaigning Gives you loads more questions. Um, and yeah, yeah and it's also—I
0: mean—we commented about you know the fact that you fight kind of
1: the end boss of the temple pretty quickly, or the guardian at least. But yeah. you could go back. You could also mess that up and have to fight a lich. Yep. Like,
2: how you, could you mess that up?
1: You attack him. You go. Oh, oh right, crap, yeah. Crap is a lich, yeah, and then he and, and then, then you initiate it, combat it, yeah, instead yeah. of going straight to it. Yeah, because I he wa- fights back and he has some crazy spells.
2: Because myself and Boswell actually walked and started talking to him, and he was actually very receptive and quite helpful where he could be. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah, definitely, definitely okay. helped you around.
1: But anyway, so that was most of the top level, and you managed to find your way down through more secret doors and uh, square spiralling staircases down to the lower levels, yeah. where there was basically loads of small rooms that contained three amber statues in each of them. Yeah. I gave a different description to each of them that basically um, gave a clue as to what kind of dark power or demigod was housed within.
2: Yeah. And I think the most interesting one for me was that there was one that was uh, aesthetically a vampire Mm. who my character spoke to. and. Um, when I didn't, I didn't want to become a vampire. I know that my character would 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 not want to do that. Is my character from Barovia and understands what a curse that is. Mm. But my character asked some questions about Strad, and the entity I was speaking to confirmed that they said that it was responsible for Strad's genesis, which is really interesting so,
0: because that kind of slightly contradicts Strad's own account within yeah Strad, or at least changes the timeline of it from what the kind but of it gave established that. government is saying is how the land has been and how it's been run and actually evidentially isn't necessarily the
1: case depends on which dark power you believe
2: yeah well <laughs> quite yeah. but it does seem that maybe this dark power had leaked out of this vault and that is now why Barovia is in the state that it's in yeah if Strad was that weak link yeah um, possibly so that I found that fascinating. That was and that was really well played. There's out.
1: There's a load of little clues that you can get by speaking mm-hmm. to. I mean, each of you spoke to what three or so of the statues, yeah, sp- the, the entities that live within these I, statues. I will
2: admit, I gravitated towards the ones that essentially looked like they would assist my character build, which maybe was meta gaming it a little bit. But I also do but it's feel also the character- what your character would want. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um,
1: so I think eventually everybody everybody picked a sort of uh, a a power for themselves although some of them aren't as obvious yes. um and the 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 one that is the most obvious which i'm sure uh boswell won't mind or owen won't mind us no, saying worries. is Sorry. that boswell for braylon's uh, uh ears now is absolutely hench he is <laughs> stacked he is like like so in terms of D terms strength 22 so what happened he he accepted. So the these gift, things, uh, whenever you oh, touch them, saying, they say yeah. <laughs> they say, "I am this person. Do you accept my gift?" Yeah, and they explain sort of what you sort get. of what you get. Um, but they're all like dark powers. with like some serious potential drawbacks. Yeah. that and uh, oh, small yeah. print has been emitted from this situation. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. That's very clear. <laughs> but Boswell touches the statue, which is a statue of a fire giant. Yeah. And then pulls his hand back and his like dragonborn scale muscles start growing and yeah. he is now this like he's immense ah. creature. For context, he's six points
0: stronger than me and I was previously the strongest member of the party. Yep.
3: That's useful. Yeah, so yeah, well. right now how much
0: damage is <laughs> he doing if he hits people in the face with his trusty Pen. With the rock, a rock it's like D four plus six,
3: just for hitting them with <laughs> just, the rock. Just for hitting
0: someone with a rock, which is more than my sword does on average. Mm. Yeah.
3: So the cheesy joke of before when we thought the rock. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Now makes sense because oh, an yeah. actual wrestler. Oh, it's abs- it's oh, totally yeah. totally yeah, works. It's so you, uh,
1: count Zarovich better watch out. Yeah, well, that was sort of the point in the temple, wasn't it? Yeah. To, to level you guys, up to give you give you some slight benefits, which Cabana's yeah. been leading you towards, uh, I, I, can, I can reveal sort of what, what core people might eventually notice from core, which is that you sort of, as you, as you scan a room that holds him in, your eyes sort of don't want to stay on him. Um, you, you automatically pass on. For 40k
2: and- posts like core, core um, is that Raven? what oh, is no, no, the Space Raven... So, this, I mean, Raven this,
1: Raven this has yeah, some yeah. cool, some cool, obviously, benefits to rogues in the game and we'll, we'll come in and look... And so, we'll so be kind awesome. of like
3: what Andy's character Kazan does when he walks in the room and I'm in it. Just yeah, just completely looks, ignores him. Looks, looks over just you, me, yeah. Stuff. Rogues <laughs> in general. <laughs> yeah, Braylon's already
1: got that ability. It's fine. It's Everyone yes. just ignores him.
2: Kazan That's has so already noted that... Because he, he'd wanted to focus on me, and then you made him roll a perception. He, he is the one that
1: succeeded in the perception to yeah. sort, of, sort of notice that. And he noticed that. Kazan, yeah. So
2: Kazan, in character, has noticed it, but has chosen to keep it to himself. Yeah. That's because so. he's
3: built up a, an intolerance for idiocy. Uh, and, and irritants, which is unfortunately my fault Sorry that, that,
2: that's that. definitely that's definitely the narrative that's been woven of you yes uh,
3: and then Kazan all we
1: know is that he has accepted the the same gift that his spear kavan took when he was alive yeah. uh, the gift of a barbarian demigod um, I think Kazan's and about to be invincible <laughs> mm. um, and there's some some benefits to that that uh, that people might know might I can't know wait for you to come but outside all find out
3: can't wait for y'all to come outside. And I'm still hiding in a tree. What I'm mostly <laughs> looking forward
1: to is all of the drawbacks coming out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I will admit I did jump really on fun. the
2: internet and read up on the gif that I had picked specifically just oh, cause I to, to see. In. The yep. drawback sounds like it's going to be very entertaining.
1: <laughs> I don't think you know yours yet. Matt, yeah, he's, have you changed it, it. Yeah, he's changed it? Don't reveal it to Matt because like Matt will mix yeah, oh, yeah, it. Yeah. All of the stuff, and if he hadn't changed it, he just did. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I, I I changed pretty much all of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do, I went with I I I use modules like a blueprint. Yeah.
3: yeah, which is what you should do. Yeah, totally. I think that's a really interesting thing, actually, for for me playing this first D and D kind of uh, to you guys. I'm lucky; it's such a good group that everyone else is so invested in the D and D and the mechanics and the story that I've been able to kind of coast really in that regard but it's really kept me interested in, in still in it because I can really go from week to week and just jump in and be that character in that space yeah. I don't have tons of mechanics for the characters that I've chosen effectively Um, it's really very basic and it's allowed me to kind of learn what mechanics really yep. are through the rest of the group so if I wanted to investigate a future character in another campaign then I'd be able to do that whereas for now it's kind of it's kind of fairly straightforward so I think if anyone else is kind of wanting to get D and D, definitely find a group that allows you to do that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Right, so that's been our uh, that's been our account of our weekend at the Ember Temple. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's it's but, cool. but no, the it's Amber called suitably,
2: it's called Butcher's Barn, which is brilliant. Oh, yeah. So, is great. It's good. Um,
1: so I think all we need to do now is is sign off. Yeah. Um, uh, big big shout out! Thank you to
0: Sound Mouse for hosting us, as ever. Uh, thank you to Magic Madhouse for the support. Um, so far and going forward for Angel call
2: And for the Necromunda campaign too. Yeah,
0: indeed, which will be talking more about um, as as we go on. We've got our first big session of it. Well,
1: we'll have just had it when you hear this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think thanks to Kieran for coming on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just okay. a guess. We were talking about Angel call for a bit. I think it's been a really interesting interesting look into it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so oh yes, Alex needs to add something.
2: Yeah, so um at the end of last time's episode you, you Uh, well we were meant to produce another necromunda story for you um we're actually going to do that on the end of this episode because unfortunately i didn't manage to record it in time so that's coming up afterwards and i think adam and i are going to talk to the players at the necromunda campaign uh about getting them to read their own stories out for those who want to hear and we may release those as bonus content but we're still going to wind that out is that correct sounds good yeah yep um and next time we will definitely be covering off uh, what the progress is in the campaigns we would have just kicked it off so i'm very excited for that
1: yeah uh so all there's left is to say thanks and uh like us and whatever it is on itunes Please leave us a good us review iTunes. that'd be really yeah, cool absolutely uh it all helps us just get out to more people and uh sharing us on twitter is always very helpful the at angel wargamers yeah um, and each of our personal ones I'm sure everyone can find through Angel Wargamers yep awesome cool thanks everyone cheers guys thank you goodbye bye